0: I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. lives in L.A. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch
1: up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. We'll sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, this- <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Ow! That, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars <laughs> down the spiral staircase
0: with All a right? dancing monkey. Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey,
0: it was nice catching up with you. Okay. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up.
1: Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week. We're going for two weeks in a row. Whoa. We, th- that we put on I know. It's huge news. Yeah. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well. Any uh, big news for you? Anything going on? What's going on with you? Or. How does this? How does this show well, work? I forget. We're only we on episode one hundred and thirteen.
0: We tell um, personal stories, one each, yeah. and then we tell news stories, one each or two mm. each, and then,
1: um, that's it. So Joey I I so kept track. Well, yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, uh, well, as you know, I'm going to Boston this coming weekend. Yeah, and my summer traveling starts now, so hopefully that's not going to mess with our stuff too much, mm-hmm. but. Um, scheduling and stuff might be a little bit tricky. Just you know how summer is. I'm going to Boston, and then Orlando and New Orleans. So if anybody in the Boston area, Orlando area, or New Orleans area listens to this and wants to meet up for a drink or something, I'll be in your towns soon. So, um, but Joey, we are a nonprofit. You know I work for a nonprofit profit, so we do whatever we can to save money. And when we do these trips every summer, we usually have to double up in hotel rooms and so we have a bunch of staff going we also have a bunch of um, scholarship winners we offer people scholarships to attend these conferences why and yeah um, it's one of the programs that we run is we raise money to get um, patient voices at all these different conferences so in the past i've always doubled up with my boss which made a lot of sense because we have very similar schedules at these conferences like a lot of the same meetings and stuff we're also friends which made sense and now you remember he left um in january um so now that he's gone I'm the only male on staff yeah so it pretty much has worked out that at all of these conferences I was going to have my own hotel room mm-hmm. which was a such a nice perk cuz that never happened before um but Joey listen to this in boston Uh, This coming weekend, we have two male scholarship winners that are sharing a broom together. Okay.
1: Well, let's just get let's just get out of the way. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Just tell. Share with us what I'm going to ask you. The answer. I don't know.
0: Oh, about the scholarship winners?
1: Yeah. Not hot. Not hot. No. Um, Remember case, that one time you were talking to this – whatever happened with this guy that you used to talk to on these meetings and he had diabetes and he was really hot?
0: Who are you talking about, I wonder?
1: There was some guy you, you used to do these like conference video meetings with and he had diabetes and he was really, really hot. Yeah. And I even agree he was hot. I don't know. I to, but
0: think he – if I were thinking of the same one, I think he – And you didn't um, know if he was gay and then you found out he was gay. Oh, gay. Okay. I have no idea who you're talking about, Joey.
1: Mm, well, someone listens to this show, I guess.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so, Joey, listen to this. So, we have two male scholarship winners that are sharing a room together. One of the two I've never met in real life. I know him online, and he's nice. Um, the other one I have met a few few times. He's also nice, but, Joey, our personalities do not jive, like I and I'm sure he would probably say the same. He's just like he's grumpy. He likes to argue even though he isn't always right, but he thinks that he is, and his negativity just brings me down and it isn't worth wasting energy on, so I usually just avoid him, okay? Yeah. But our scholarship selection committee chose him to attend this conference in Boston for a variety of reasons, and he's totally worthy even though like our personalities don't, you know, work well together. He's mm-hmm. he's worthy. Um, sure. So he's going. So on Tuesday we got word from one the one scholarship that it, um, the guy that I haven't met. We he sent an email saying that he injured his foot really bad, like mm-hmm. requires surgery bad. Yeah. So he's trying to decide if he's going to cancel his trip and he's going back and forth. He feels really bad. Um, He's a really good guy. He feels bad, but at the same time, he can't walk and he's going to this conference where you're going to do a lot of walking. You know what I mean? So just back and forth. And then my boss emailed me and she was like, hey, if – the foot. She used the real names, but she's like, if the foot guy decides that he can't make it to Boston, we're gonna cancel your hotel room, and you could just stay in the room with the grumpy guy.
1: Oh and, wow!
0: And I'm like, oh fuck! I'm I've been praying all week. You know, I'm an atheist, but I've been praying mm-hmm. that the foot guy decides to come, so that I could not have to stay in the room with the grumpy guy. Yeah. So we got word late last night that the foot guy isn't going.
1: So well, I'm can't so you replace him with like um. One of your other diabetes friends, like, what if you you know you have several diabetes friends in the Pride Forty Eight community? Could you could no, nominate well the, them.
0: The problem is, ju- I mean, just budget wise, we you can't get a refund on airfare. Do you know what I mean? So oh. that's gone already. So, and then also to get into the conference, we have um, he it, he has a press pass, so and it's just a long complicated thing. But I'm so disappointed because. Like, my excitement for this trip went from an 8 to a 3. Mm-hmm. And not not just because I wanted my own room. I, I mean, that was just a perk. But it's more because I don't want to spend so much time with this guy. He's just so negative. And I'm, he just is, like, always has to have the last word and corrects people yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's, like, covering for some other insecurities or whatever. And I need to yeah. just be – try to, I don't know, allow him to have the last word or mm-hmm. – I don't know, be grumpy and stuff. But um, my travel starts on Friday, so um, I will be in Boston from Friday
1: through Tuesday of next week. Too bad he's not hot. Why? Because then you could have sex with them and be like, "The British are coming. The British are coming." Or like, uh, you know, make really bad Boston jokes. You know, like, uh I have more than a feeling that I like you." It's more than a feeling. You know, who else is from Boston, Bean Town. They call it Bean Town. you know? Have you been brushing up on your Boston history, there, Mike Lawson?
0: No, but I am doing a. Wa- I'm giving a walking tour. <laughs> You're giving a walking uh, tour of a city you don't know. I've never been there, but the I'm part of this like um, a group of people advocates that are doing things for. Do you hear the dog barking? By the way,
1: I sure do. the The
0: mailman comes every day, and this dog thinks that it it's something new yeah um so we're doing this group of advocates are through a company it's such a long stupid story but we are giving walking tours my actual responsibility is to do um kind of like diabetes related things it's not actual boston related things so i think i'll be okay but we'll see (laughs) um what about you what's up with you diabetes related events around Boston no um, Joey it's so stupid but the campaign is called walk with D and the black girl from uh, what's happening <laughs> and um, it's supposed to give people... Or show people what it's like to live with diabetes. So a lot of these people at this conference are like researchers that do a lot of great work with like the science side of stuff, but don't understand like the psychosocial stuff.
1: So, give me an example of what you're walking through would be like. Let's pretend I we're walking, okay? I don't know, like,
0: Joey. I'm not. I'm not
1: writing. I'm okay, well, reading. I'm sure walking right here. and I hope this uh, diabetes celebrity here is going to show us around these famous. Boston no, I'm not diabetes. Doing that. Like I'm just
0: walking with them and then pointing out like different facts about diabetes that maybe they don't understand because okay. they're science okay. people not psychosocial people
1: okay oh hello i'm a scientist here i'm just gonna be ambling down this sidewalk Oh, look at that site oh look over there there's uh paul revere's house so uh, you have anything to say about that mike lawson
0: no well you're kind of, i hate that you're doing this it's more i'm more facilitating discussion maybe about different topics. No, I understand social that. Social so, like, so
1: stuff. now you you bring it back. So anyway, yeah, let's just walk over here.
0: What's up with you? What's going on in L.A.? Wait,
1: I want to hear some diabetes facts.
0: I don't know them. I'm not writing them. I'm just giving. Do my you like name work it in awkwardly? awkwardly?
1: Do you just walk? I don't, it, do you, I haven't read like... instructions. I'm going to show up and do it. <laughs> Speaking of glucose, you know, you, you do things like that. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. But, um, but they're not Boston-specific. No, no. They're diabetes-specific. Like, in other words, this walking tour could have be, been done anywhere in the country.
0: Well, the walking tour, they are also employing like real tour guides from the area. So there will be real – that will be the draw. People oh, aren't going to want to go
1: on a tour yeah. if they're just going to walk in here diabetes stuff. They want so the tour guide the tour. could be saying things like, if you look to your right, this is the original house of – Alexander Hamilton, or I don't know, right? Something like that, right? And then you're like, "Excuse me, excuse me," or like, "Excuse me," and then they're like, "Yes," and they're like, um, "Did you know that your blood sugar level is tied to your diet?" Like and say things like that, and they're like, "Okay, uh, uh, yeah. all right, thanks, Mike." So probably, anyway, probably
0: not that simple. I'm sure scientists understand that, but what so what, is so going what on- wouldn't
1: what wouldn't a scientist understand?
0: Psychosocial stuff, Joey. I already talked about that. What's going on in L.A.?
1: So, you know, I was house-sitting downtown. And uh, one night last week, um, friend of the show, Melissa McQueen, had a comedy show going on in one part of downtown. And long story short, we went to that. It was fine. Okay. Nothing really to say there. But then afterwards, we met up with friend of the show, comedian Patrick Keene, who was going to be hosting the very last gong show karaoke at this bar uh, called Bar 107. All right. Uh, Bar 107 is this dive bar in downtown Los Angeles, which is unusual. So, like, downtown Los Angeles has been going through this, uh, gentrification, revitalization of sorts. And so, all these, like, rundown places have since left, and now there's, like, you know, like, uh, a high end to go sushi bar and, and just really, really, like, yuppie things are downtown now. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bar 107, I actually did love Bar 107 because it was just Dive Bar in the heart of downtown LA and you could get like a beer for $3 which was like so weird well, the owner decided, the owner of Bar 107, the building not the owner of the bar, but the owner of the building decided he wanted them out and he wanted to open up his own yet another high-end whiskey bar, you know, they already have four of them downtown so just another high-end cocktail bar, he thought that's what the neighborhood needed so he he took away their lease he didn't renew it so they were have they were closing their last night was last Sunday okay and so they were having I guess they did this regular tradition called gong show karaoke and I didn't know this but Kat- Patrick Keen was the original host of Gong show karaoke like ten years ago so he was judging he was one of the judges at Gong show karaoke and so um, Melissa McQueen and I were going there to support Patrick Keene that, that all makes sense mm-hmm. okay so we go we're having a few drinks we're having a good time and then Melissa says we should sign up for this karaoke it's the last one let's sign up I'm like okay so we sign up but so many people have signed up that the hours are ticking by and they're not calling their name and we're cheering for everybody and people and they if it's a gong show karaoke if it's someone sings like a song badly they hit a gong and the person has to get off stage and Patrick Keane and these two judges are up on stage and they basically go American Idol style, tell you what their opinion is and give you a score. Okay. So um, it's getting cl- it's closing close to midnight, actually. And Melissa turns to me and says, if they don't call my name in like five minutes, I'm taking off. Right. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. Of course, the universe heard her. So within five minutes... They call Melissa McQueen's name and she goes up there and she does a really good job. Everyone's loving it. She does like some little Kim song and she does her typical Melissa McQueen like break dancing during it. Everyone loved it, right? She gets decent scores. Then they call me up, right? I'm like this place is packed. Packed. With like guys and girls, all sorts of people, right? Um, I sang... Uh, Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Brought the house down. Good. Everyone's cheering. I, uh... The judges give me, like, the highest score of the night. Right? So I'm like, oh, I'm winning. I'm gonna win this thing, right? I don't know what the prize is. Okay? But I'm gonna win this thing. So now, Melissa McQueen's like, I'm taking... (laughs) Melissa McQueen says, I'm, I'm leaving, right? This is a, an extra little story. She says, I'm leaving, and this guy we were with, Chad, says, oh, I'll walk you to your car, you know? So Chad walks into her car. He comes back, okay? He goes, someone stole Melissa's stereo out of her car. He's like, she's really upset. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so awful, you know? So I felt so bad for Melissa McQueen. Anyway, rest of the night goes on, Okay. I'm still winning, I'm winning the whole night the last guy goes up on stage Uh, he's some old regular and by the way, the whole time I'm plotting what am I going to do with my money you know, like buy a boat I didn't know what I was going to do with this all this cash I was going to win the last guy goes up he sings some song, but he's been going there every week for like years, okay he wins the whole thing and I'm like, ugh I stayed till 2 in the morning for nothing right mm. but then all he got was some shitty bottle of whiskey you didn't know what the prize was the whole time no i thought it was gonna be all this cash no it was like a shitty bottle of whiskey so i'm kind of glad he won the last time that uh they're having this thing and so i was like oh it's good that this guy won you know he's the regular he should win it especially since it's a shitty bottle of whiskey anyway next day i'm talking to melissa mcqueen i go oh my god i heard your uh car stereo got stolen and she goes oh my god i'm such an idiot I totally forgot that I removed the face and just put it in the trunk. Uh-huh. And she thought it was stolen. She just completely forgotten. And but you could stolen. see that it wasn't like torn out. It was just the face. I d I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So I didn't wasn't I don't know about this. She was like she felt so stupid afterwards. I was like, ugh crazy bitch. Thinking her car's stole, stolen stereo stole. I even said as Pat I'm um, Chad, I said did they break the window and he's like, No, they must have just like jimmied the lock. He goes, they didn't steal anything else either. I'm like, hmm, this is really suspicious. But now she forgot that she had put it in the trunk when she was parking downtown. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? What, what What's the story with you over there in the San Francisco, Oakland Bay area? Well, the other
0: bridge that we're famous for, not the Golden Gate, but the Bay – well, we're not really famous for it. But the other bridge that we have is the Bay Bridge. Yeah. And um, I had plans to meet up with my friend Jennifer this past week uh, – weekend – and we were going to walk the Bay Bridge, which is like 1.5 miles long, I would say. So like three miles round trip. But there's no parking near the bridge, so you have to park at an Ikea and then walk far. So like round trip, it comes to about – so. oh, so we go from the car to the end of the Bay Bridge Trail, which is like at Treasure Island, which is actually the middle of the
1: Bay Bridge, and then back to the car. What's and on Treasure Island? I always see it on a map, and I'm like, what's there?
0: Um, there's like wine tasting things. I don't really... I've never been. They do a music festival there every year, so it's like big yeah. enough. Um, and they do like a... They have a famous farmer's market on the weekends. Okay. I don't I don't know. Uh, But I haven't hung out with Jennifer in a while, so I was like, well, eight mile walk. Let's do it, right? Catch up. Everything. So four miles one way, four miles back. Correct, yeah. Okay. About... It's actually a little bit over eight miles, almost eight and a half. So... Uh. This happened twice while we were walking, so it was a pretty dead trail. Not a lot of people out um, last weekend for some reason. It was beautiful though. I don't go. Co- I don't know. Eight miles is a long way. Yeah, and we we didn't actually know the mileage when we did it. We did like a map my run sort of thing, so that's how we figured out actually how long it was. Um, but we, whatever, I've done it before. It's. One of those things that, like, when you're done, you're tired, which is good. But this happened twice when we are walking. So people kind of walking towards us, you know, you usually – it's quiet out there. So you might say hi or something, whatever, right? So one time we were walking and one guy walking towards us looked her up and down and, like, raised his eyebrows and did, like, the dumb head nod thing that straight guys do. Mm -hmm. And that guy was actually hot. But, like – how does he know that I wasn't with her? That, like, was perplexing me the whole eight miles. Like, does that ever happen to you where you're, like, with a girlfriend and she gets hit on and you're like, you don't know I'm not her boyfriend?
1: No, that's never happened to me. But um, my my friend Jonathan has this guy who he's really good friends with, right? And the way they met is that the – this is how awful Jonathan's friends are. I don't know why he's friends with these people. The way they met was when Jonathan was dating this guy, Jason, like this guy, Nathan, openly hit on Jason in front of Jonathan, knowing Jonathan was his boyfriend and just didn't give a shit.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah. So like some guys are just like that.
0: Yeah, it's weird. But maybe it goes back also to last week we talked about how I thought people don't think automatically that I'm gay. Maybe when we're walking on a trail, people see it. From a mile away. They're like, oh, this gay guy and his friend. Do you know? Yeah, what I don't mean? I know. But I also Tom and Terry from Chicago were in town and I did dinner with them. Um, yeah. you've met them before. They're I have met them friends. before. Yes. I don't know if Terry listens to this show. He doesn't. Uh, as far as I last
1: time I heard he didn't.
0: Tom does. Well maybe after he met you, he was like, Oh, I'll give it a try.
1: He had I listened, I think, a couple before so, so he would know who I was.
0: Mm. Um, so we did that, and it was a good time.
1: Oh, but yeah. they didn't walk the Bay Bridge with you.
0: Oh, no, no, no. That was just this weekend. They have um, – Terry's actually in town for work for maybe up to a year. So he's going to be coming back and forth from Chicago. So. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, but what else is up with you?
1: Um. Well, you know, I was house-sitting for my friends John and Paul, right? Paul's a guy I went to high school with. His partner, John, he's the one that collects the dolls, you know? Yep. And I was house-sitting, I was taking care of their cat. They have a cat. Okay? I, I didn't think it was that big of a story when it was happening, but every time I would leave and then I'd come back, the the cat would have... I don't know where he got this stuff. There'd be a, a a pile of like rags in the middle of the apartment, and I was like, "What? What the fuck? What is this shit?" Right? And every single time, I didn't know, I didn't know where it came from. It didn't. There was no obvious place where the cat got these clothes or whatever. Right? One day, one day there was like a like a a glittery like uh, Mexican wrestler mask in the middle of the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I was like what the fuck is going on here right so I uh, so what I would do is I would take an empty box and then I would just just pick up the the rags and just toss them in the box because you can't put them away you don't know where they go I don't know yeah. Uh, yeah I have no idea where to put them I don't know where they came from I don't know where the cat got these clothes right so whatever so I leave I leave a note for them I say hey I don't know the cat kept bringing these out I don't know where they came from I put them in this box have fun do we need to talk about? Oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. Yesterday, I get a phone call from um, John, and he goes, "Not phone call, text message." I'm sorry, and he goes, "I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed." And I was like, "Why?" And he goes, "That the cat kept bringing out my like, um, g strings and jock straps and sexy underwear." Oh,
0: you thought they were rags, but they were underwear.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't really look at what they were. I just thought it was like, or I, I I, honestly kind of thought like, oh, are these doll clothes? Like, I had no idea what it was. I didn't know if it was doll clothes. I didn't know if it was rat. I didn't know. I didn't care. You picked this little pile of clothes and I would just take and put it in a box and move on with my day. And a mask, a Mexican wrestling mask. Why do they have that? But, like, again, when you're in a, in an apartment that's, like, l- seriously decorated in dolls, like, there's a yes. new normal. Nothing you know, is out of place, right? Nothing is out of Everything, you're like, oh, okay, whatever, right? That could have been like a dead baby, and I would have been like, oh, okay, well, dead baby. So, uh, yeah, but another funny thing is, I think on Sunday, that makes sense, Sunday, I got a text message from John, and he was like, hey, uh, do we have a lot of packages? And I was like, no, like, you have like a few, but nothing big. He's like, okay, well, hmm, Okay. I just thought we had a lot of packages. Well, I don't know. uh, Could you just hide any packages we get under my desk? I don't want John to get mad that I got these packages. And Mike, it was like, there were like three or four packages, the size of like what you get like a CD in. Right? Okay. So the last day, I've been checking the mail every day. The last day, oh, let me do the final check of the mail. It's like like Monday night, right? I go through there's a note that says you have packages.
0: Uh, you have to go get them
1: somewhere? No, 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 no. If I tell the security person, I say, like, oh, I guess we need these packages. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on. So she comes back. Mike, she is carrying, like, a giant, can barely balance it, stack, like, five boxes of packages. Mm. And I go, like, oh, my God. And she goes, oh, I'm not done. And then she goes back and she comes back with, like, another giant column of packages. Like, Like, Mike... Comically, like it's Christmas for an orphanage from a rich guy. What Th- could he possibly
0: packages? buy that would anger the man who has covered every inch of their apartment with dolls?
1: No, 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 no. It's the guy with the dolls who's getting the packages. Uh, yeah, I he's get, the one that – I get yeah.
0: John and Paul mixed up for some reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird because they both have clearly very different and distinct names. Yeah. I don't know why you get them confused. Yeah, no, no. So, Doll John mm-hmm. is, is the one that texted me about the packages and got all these packages. So, now I have to make like three trips up and down the stairs, you know? Well, the elevator, but up, up, up <laughs> to their – I'm not going to – no, come on. Well, actually in their apartment because J- for security Mike, reasons. Mike, I had to
0: push a button in the elevator too.
1: <laughs> no, for security reasons, you actually can't go up the stairs. You can only go down. So, uh, That's but – Well, yeah, because they don't want people breaking in and going – so when you go down the stairs, you can – the doors only open on the first floor. Yeah. Where the security is. You can't go to any other floor from another floor.
0: But if you're on the second floor, then you have to take the elevator.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. So anyway, uh, so John – so now I have to go to the apartment and find a way to stuff all these packages under their little desk. It must look so comical, all these packages under that desk. But whatever. So that was – so then I wrapped up my week. That was it. I was done. I put the packages under the desk. Uh, I put the G-strings and jock straps in a box and the and the Mexican wrestling mask. What do you think they do with the Mexican wrestling mask? Um, wrestle, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> do you Would think? you ever be with a guy who, like, wanted to wrestle as part of his, like, sex play?
0: There's a guy – that's so funny you bring that up. Um, Steve and I were just talking about this guy who I see at the White Horse very frequently. And because a friend of mine wanted to hook up with him or hooked up with him a few times and then wanted it again. One time we were at the bar and he's like, oh, that guy. Like, We've hooked up a a handful of times and I would love to do it again, but – he demands that we wrestle naked first for a little while. And I just don't have the energy. I just want to have sex.
1: And I was like, Well, mm. you know, I wonder if I'm spilling too much tea here, but when Paul was in college and he first came out, he dated this guy who had – they came out together. That's how they came out was by dating each other, OK? Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, uh, the guy was playing Tony in a production of West Side Story and Paul was playing Chino, OK? Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, that's how they met. A boy
0: like that, he fucked
1: your brother. (laughs) He definitely shot him, right? (laughs) So anyway, um... Oh. So, so Paul, that's how they met, but they were, so they were both newly out, so I think they were uncomfortable with sex, but that's how they used to have sex in the early days where they would just wrestle with each other, and that would lead to sex.
0: Huh. Well, I mean, teach his own, maybe he has a wrestling thing. That's a, that's a... Not super uncommon fetish, right?
1: Yeah, I guess not. No, I don't think it's like uh, that's not that weird. No, I would okay. What's weird? I'm gonna throw some out at you. Yeah, okay. Let's just start easy.
0: Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Going back to wrestling, like, I would totally date somebody and I could even get into it if that was what they got into, right? But ugh, if they couldn't get off without wrestling, nah, that's too much. Like, you have to be able to, like, Get off by like simple, simple stuff every once in a while. I don't want any fetish is too much if it's like every single time.
1: Yeah, and also it's one of these things. Look
0: for me because I'm. If selfish. it's something
1: we do for like f- a few minutes, you know, because it's a it is a, a fun way to get into it and release that sexual energy or build it up or whatever you want to do with it. Right, that's fine. But if it's one of the, what if he like starts like body slamming me or like. A yeah. pile driver, like what if he's like <laughs> jumping off turnstiles and stuff? Look, look, they have a like, mask.
0: That's the difference. Like wrestling could mean wrestle, wrestle, like high school wrestling versus. Yeah. WWF wrestling those are different
1: things <laughs> which by the way that Greco what if he was WWF and like what if he went to another room and Mean Gene Okerlund was there and he was like oh yeah I swear to god that fucking faggot in the other room we want to stick his dick in me but he's not gonna do it he's not gonna do it I'll tell you what I was talking to the Iron Sheep the other day and I said that faggot over there better have to get another thing coming I'm gonna put his dick in my ass right what if he was like Shit like that. What if... Yeah. What if, like, he had to enter the room and was like, Are you a real American? Fight for the rights of every... And he, like, walked in through an aisle, like, like shaking his fist in the air. <laughs> and there's an a big crowd. And there's, like, an actual, like, like, ring. And, like, turnbuckles and everything like that. And he had a name. What if it got, like, really elaborate?
0: I would do it if it was, like... Every once in a while. Like I said, I'm not about to do that every night, though. I'm, I'm more lazy and selfish than that.
1: You know, um, I've tutored several um, high school wrestlers at Greco-Roman Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've learned, I've confer- I heard it first and I confirmed it multiple times, is there's a move, albeit illegal, where to break out of a hold, you're supposed to like stick your finger in the guy's asshole. Okay. Right? Which I was like, okay. But then the, the counter move that you're taught in school is to just ignore it. Okay. And I was like, dude, this fucking sport is so fucking gay, man. Yeah. It's so I gay. I had that roommate,
0: Oscar, who wrestled. Do you remember? He was vegan and like totally fucking ripped. He was like
1: really hot. And Wait, is this the one I thought was hot and the, with the weird boyfriend who was dying or something? No, he was straight. Are you oh. you know
0: dying boyfriend uh wait what <laughs> okay, I on. think you mixed me up with like characters from will and grace or something <laughs> but um the he was super hot, straight, and he would wrestle he liked wrestling did I think he was hot um I don't remember, but he he would like regularly meet people online on these like wrestling boards and they would like go to the park and fucking wrestle together and i told them was like that is the gayest thing it's also very hot but it's like the gayest thing ever wrestling
1: to me is like super homoerotic if you're super into it especially outside of high school like i guess if you're doing it for a sport to go to college or something if you're doing you know it's super gay it is gay i'm sorry it's gay if you're really into it and still doing it it's gay i'm sorry yeah. But no, no, none of our audience is going to fight us on that. Yeah, I don't think so. Did you see that movie? Our audience uh, does fight with us. With Paul Giamatti. With the one Sideways? Where he's like, no, it's like one where he becomes a wrestling coach. Huh?
0: Where he's John Adams?
1: <laughs> you remember that one with John Adams and he was also like a wrestling coach or took in a wrestling kid or something? No. Uh, there's a movie where he's like, it's actually a really good movie. I forget what it's called, though, right? Where he takes in, like, he becomes a wrestling coach. Some, something weird about wrestling, right? Yeah. And there's, like, a little tweak boy in there who's, like, the oh, wrestler. Oh, we have
0: Dennis Hassard in this week's news, too. This is, like, so relevant.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Him with the he's wrestling Former Speaker of the House, yeah. But anyway, if you want to see, like, just, like, uh, mainstream movie Twinkie wrestlingness, you got to watch this movie because, uh, one, is a lot of, like, Twinkie Boys wrestling, but then, like, the kid has this big dick in his singlet, right? Mm-hmm. You just fucking just see it in this movie. It's just like this kid's dick. You're basically seeing this kid's dick in the singlet, which that's the thing, too. It's like even the wrestling outfit is very gay.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, the whole goal is to just like put, use your body to pin the other person. Down. It's it's gay.
1: It's, yeah. it's homoerotic for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, what's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? What's happening in the news?
0: Well, there is this startup here in San Francisco, um, TrashDay.co, that apparently claims that you will never have to take the trash out again, um, but they don't convert your garbage into water, fabric or artisan pickles. They are their model is built around moving your trash cans for you. So for between $32 and $52 a month, Joey, depending on the number of bins you have, they will bring them to the curb. So they put the cans out in the late afternoon, they stop by and put your trash cans out. Your trash is picked up on trash day and then they return your cans um 1 to 4 hours. Excuse me. After the trash has been picked up, what do you think about it? Is this is like? (coughs) I feel like all of these apps are. Somebody said this like, um, basically, San Francisco tech culture is focused on solving one problem. What is my mother no longer doing for me? Like it, it feels a little bit ridiculous, but. This kind of talks a little bit about stuff that we brought up last week as well with cleaning services and that sort of thing. And I talked about my shame wasn't necessarily that like if somebody is going to make $30 by coming over and taking my trash out each week, more power to them. And I don't think it's shameful that they do that. But I do think that it's kind of shameful that like we've gotten to a point where like I would rather pay somebody to do something like that. I don't know. If your trash cans are easily accessible, um, Recology service can actually be significantly cheaper than Trash Days. Recology, uh, their workers don't – if they don't contend with stairs and if they only drag your cans 25 feet or less, then they will do it for $27.10 a month, no matter how big your bins are. So
1: that's – I don't know. Here's what do you what I don't get. This? Here's what I don't get. Actually, my – I'm going to go a little sideways way into this is my problem with this isn't this is like if, if, if you, in other words, if there's a service and someone's willing to provide this service and there are people who are willing to pay for this service, who am I to say that's a transaction between those people, right? Where I'm offended by this is I'm really sick of people now putting spins on uh, like tech spins on just a basic service so, um, so like, just be like, we provide. Because actually, I have a couple of friends who do actually pay for a service like this down here, but it doesn't have like this is a startup and it's an app or anything like that they're like, no, there's a service that you provide, right? Yeah.
0: So, and if I, they remember, were a trash bringing out service yeah. that, that happens to have an app that you can
1: pay through? that's fine with it. It's, it's the way they're just labeling themselves. Remember, there was that. We talked about it on the that's show. Weird. There was this company who was uh, basically a storage but they were calling it Dropbox for your stuff. Yeah. And they were they were marketing themselves as an app. It was an app that was Dropbox for your stuff. And you're like, that's it's called storage. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And I just saw something today. It was um, somebody was selling this like – it's called like a uh, um, – I had some techie name in the beginning. But like – like uh, Tech throw, or something like that. The word throw was in it, but it was basically a blanket. Uh You know, like uses your body's heat and traps it. And it had like a real tech spin on it, but it was just a blanket. And you're like, Uh what's wrong with these people? So, like, just call this what it is.
0: There are, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like services up here that I think are more exciting because they are new businesses and that's kind of how they catch on. I don't know. We have one service where these guys—it's like basically valet anywhere, but they need that service needs an app to operate. So like you say, I'm about to pull up to
1: Chipotle, and you open the app, and then someone comes in and jumps in your car and. They have that down here, but they have that down here. But the problem is, is that is a sort of different thing. But people taking out your trash for you isn't that. I mean, something you could have a neighbor kid do. You know, I actually just saw another article today. I think it was on Gawker or I think it was that was ripping apart this like this tech Kickstarter um, campaign, which is they invented a water bottle that reminds you to drink water and it yeah. like lights up and they put all this money and they raise $80,000. And you're like, what is wrong with these people?
0: That I actually feel like that is that bottle does more than just like a an alarm to remind you though like it also tracks your stuff so kind of like a fitness tracker you can say you don't need that technology but it is helpful for some people to see like yesterday i drank this much yet tomorrow i should try to drink more or i'm not up to my normal level of activity today so i'm going to walk a little bit more or whatever
1: Again, like I said, if people want to provide a service, people are willing to pay for it, it's all of them. That one I think is a little silly. But whatever. I see, I've see. i seen sillier things that like Korean indoor swap meets, you know, so whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I don't have a problem with the service itself. Again, I, I've seen it before. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If you're willing to pay for it, then good for you. At, at a certain point, there could be an app where someone comes and wipes your ass for you too.
0: Um, Or flushes your toilet, yeah
1: uh what would they be called like um basin boys or some no that's too it's too that's not good what to think of a name for that we We should start that mike that's an app we're gonna do an app where mike lawson will come over and wrestle you yeah have you and steve ever wrestled
0: not like no i don't think so like i mean we've like Joking, like jokingly, rolled around or whatever, but no, not really oh, okay.
1: wrestled. Not where you like pitying him or anything. No. Interesting. I don't think so. What else? Mike. Up with you? Mike, listen to this. One of my personal stories is also a news story. Bar 107 refuses to stop the party until the law says so. Bar 107, where I did my karaoke gong show, has decided they won't go quietly into the night. In the middle of their grand closing party, they announced they'll be slinging drinks until the landlord takes them to court. Bar 107 was never happy about having to close when rumors first circulated that the downtown dive would be closing just shy of a decade of service. We stopped by to do a bubby blue, blue. Okay, Victor Vasquez. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Victor Vasquez, whose father owns the building Bar 107 inhabits, had plans to open his own bar. Delgadillo said, but Bar 107 announced it would be clo- closed come June 1st. For the past month, Bar 107 has been opening at 6 a.m. and partying hard. However, Del Cudillo, the owner, and co-owner Brian Trainum decided in the 11th hour they wouldn't be closing after all. Uh, near midnight on Sunday, during what could have been the bar's final hurrah, uh, some DJ read a letter where he said, like, basically, they're calling it Occupy Bar 107, mm-hmm. and they're not going to, they're going to pay their rent, but they're not going to leave until literally like the law comes and shuts them down so the guy has to sue them and do all this shit and they're not going to leave until because their point is that they're like dude this is like it's going to you're going to turn this into uh, another fucking hipster yuppie like bar and you know this place is, I don't know I'm sure they have some spin on it what, why are
0: I, they I getting freaked out
1: just because the owner wants to open a, a, a hipster whiskey bar or something
0: Oh, but he owns it. He can do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah. Look, here's
0: that's what i gonna. Well, first let me get your opinion. That's that's my opinion.
1: <laughs> my thing is that they're just like, could I, so I get I, from other articles that I've read, Bar 107 actually has a very healthy profit margin. They make quite a bit of money. Yeah. Right. Well, if they're like, yeah, sure. so they're so they're probably figuring, look, we're just gonna give this guy a hard time. He'll eventually kick us out. But why not make another month of money? You know, while we're doing it, it's a pain in the ass, but whatevs, you know, cause what, what's, I mean, what's really going to happen? Do they think this guy's going to be like, okay,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, for starters, cause he probably already has plans, but what if they do this and that delays something and they're being so loud about it? Like we're not leaving, take us to court proves that they're just delaying things. What if he loses money because of that and then they're on the hook for that and then they end up not making tons of profit in that last month anyway?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. I I, I I happen to think that they're, it's, they're just want, they just don't want to go down without a fight. All the owners separately own other bars downtown. So I think this is just some silly thing that they have and they're just... I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't know what the motive is. Maybe it is genuine. It seemed that they're really really there was this real sadness about... The bar closing. So maybe he, maybe they're hoping that they can give him more time to negotiate with the owner. and Because and, they said they were willing to pay whatever rent he wanted to charge them. Hmm. You know, so maybe they're hoping that he'll be like, okay, guys, just, let's just pay me the rent. You know? Who knows? Dumb. I don't know. What's going on with you in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Well, this was
0: national news, so you might have heard about it. But a woman who dropped off a uh, Just a bunch of technology stuff um, for the electronic waste recycling firm called Clean Bay Area. Um, Turns out she dropped off more than she probably thought she was dropping off. The Clean Bay Area people are looking for a woman who dropped off a rare Apple One computer back in early April. She was dropping off boxes of waste that she cleaned out of the house after her husband died and left without even getting a tax receipt. Two weeks later, the firm discovered that the Apple One was in the boxes and they sold it earlier in may for two hundred thousand dollars and they're looking for her to give her a hundred thousand dollars of that money and um the apple one was first produced or was the first product sold by the tech giant back in 1976 steve jobs and steve wozniak manufactured 200 of them and sold them for 666 dollars and 66 cents today around 60 of them are confirmed to exist, with only six confirmed to still work. And the people at this Clean Bay Area place say they don't know her name or anything. Um, but the guy, um, the v- vice president from the Clean Bay Area says he'll know her name. I mean, I'm sorry, he'll know her by sight, even though he doesn't know her name. So what do you think about that? This and it's is weird. So s- Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, like the... the um, these in like really good condition these could be worth even more than that $500,000 or more um, a few years back one went for $900,000 so
1: I think it was a genuine mistake you know one of the best um, goodwill purchases I was a part of I really had nothing to do with it my brother for I think still is but for a time and you know this was a serious gaming collector like video game collector yeah. Okay. But he and his now wife used to also go to a lot of thrift stores. hmm And one time they were at a Goodwill and they just saw an entire palette of old Atari fifty two hundred joysticks. Like an entire palette. A brand new in the box Atari fifty two hundred joysticks. And this is when my brother was like in college, so he had no money. I was Mr. Old Company we used to work for at the time. And so I had money. And so he said, Hey, if you buy these for me and I sell them, we can split the money, right? The profit, yeah. Yeah. And I think I like, dropped like $300 on this palette. okay? I'm like, I made so much fucking money from this because he was – so I think it worked out to each one we end up paying $5 a box. Okay. He would go on eBay because they're so rare and they break a lot and they were new in the box. I think he sold each one for like 50 bucks. Shit. I made so much money from that one investment, that palette. So so I would get like 25 out of each box, you know, just for that investment. I made my money back and more. But I'm saying people drop off shit all the time at these places. They don't know what they're dropping off. This is so something Betty Batanz would just drop off. She's like, I don't know what this is. I don't want to deal with it. I don't think it's some like uh, – I don't think it's Steve Wozniak dropping it off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, person, yeah. The, per- in, the yeah.
0: woman clearly didn't know what it was. I wonder what else she has in her garage. Like if you know what I mean, she just throw that threw that out. What if there's like other things that we want?
1: Yeah, we like, do, do you I don't think know. It, there's some Mickey Mantle rookie card here? I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Do you think that it's fair for
0: the nonprofit to say, "Well, we sold it. If we if we can find you, we'll give you half
1: of it, half of the money we got for it." Um. Uh, well, I guess that was their policy. So if that's their existing policy,
0: well, it was, it's not a policy. Like it's not like you. Oh, that have- said there was a
1: policy there.
0: That – I didn't see that.
1: Hold on. i got to go to the story. Oh, OK. Here we go. We are looking for her to give her $100,000 clean bay area VP Victor to get the to San Jose News because it is the company's policy to split the proceeds with donors.
0: What is that? I don't even get that then. So if I just give them 10 old keyboards, they're going to sell them and give me half of that money?
1: I think it's essentially so sort of like the deal I had with my brother. You give it to them they sell it, you guys split the proceeds and they keep it for their nonprofit. Well, that's dumb. Why doesn't your organization do something like that? Can people donate cars to you and stuff? You know like when you see like uh, other organizations do that?
0: No. We don't have the infrastructure to deal with that. Oh. I didn't we just it was infrastructure. We only take money.
1: You can uh, have like auctions, like fancy auctions, like maybe like like Mike Lawson will mention you in an episode of what some would call lies, and people can bid on that.
0: We are actually in Boston. We have um, one of our biggest networking events. We do like a happy hour, and tickets are a hundred bucks to get, or suggested donation is a hundred bucks to get in. Um, and we have about three hundred people there, and then we have a uh, an auction that's happening. So that's happening this weekend, actually.
1: Do they have to pay for the alcohol once they get in? No, open
0: bar. Oh, okay. Um, and this year the event is actually being underwritten by a company, so it's pure profit. In the past, oh, we wow. used to have to like worry about make you know making at least selling enough tickets to make the bar. But this year we don't have to do that, which is nice. Which Let's means see. we could give away a few tickets too, because a hundred dollars
1: for a couple hours of drinks isn't well. But you don't pay for this, right? You don't. You Mike Lawson doesn't pay a hundred dollars, do you?
0: No. Like advocates, we try to. Get in, or we'll tell them, you know, pay what you can because we don't want to turn anyone away. But people who drug companies that are on company cards.
1: Yeah. But is them. anybody a dick and been like, here, here's a dollar? Um, kind of, yeah. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Long story, mm-hmm. though. I don't want to get into that. Um, what's up with you? There's another story from LA, right? Irvine.
1: Sure is. Uh, a flyer in an Irvine apartment complex tells black people to keep it down. A resident of an Irvine apartment complex said she doesn't find that. Uh, uh, let's do this again. A resident of an Irvine apartment complex said she found a flyer in her building's elevator asking the tenants to keep it down at night, but especially black people. The management company is insistent that the flyer is a fake. A woman posted video and images to social media of a flyer hanging in an elevator at the Tuscana Apartments in Irvine. The flyer was, at first, just a friendly reminder for residents to turn down their TVs and stereos at night, as management had been receiving numerous complaints about noises after 10 p.m. The flyer then went on to target a particular group of residents. Uh, and, if you, and There's a picture of the flyer, and then in bold, it says... We would also like to remind our African-American residents to keep conversation volume down and reduce music levels between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. Tuscana Apartments is managed by Equity Residential, a property management company based in Chicago with apartments available in 12 states. Who boring? Who cares? They have vehemently v- denied posting to the flyer and said they're trying to figure out who did. Mike Lawson, what do you think of this story? Do you think it's true? Do you think it's a hoax?
0: Black people living in Irvine? I know! That was, that was my first, like... There's no black
1: people in Irvine.
0: Well, I, we could get really racist right now, but <clears throat> that's, the, that's funny to think about just because it's so white. But that's why this story didn't shock me at all is because, you know, this is the same um, area that is kind of just known for this kind of bullshit. But I think it's worth being said. I don't think you actually said it. The um, equity people, the apartment complex – they're saying they had nothing to do with it. They're investigating, blah, blah, blah. But I, I really do feel like this was probably one person, one racist person. It's not I'll you tell know, you what a it company was. that got approved by many people. But it could be a resident that like took the flyer, Photoshopped it, did a great job too. It looks like real. Or it could be one person who works there that's stupid and
1: wanted to do something too. I'll tell you what it is, because this actually place is just walking distance from the place we used to work. Yeah, uh, we know someone who lived there too. I can't remember who, but we know someone who lived there. I think it was Mandy lived there. So, here's the thing: you know what happened? Is somebody in the in the management office made that and put it as a joke, like to show around their friends, right at the office? Oh, you think so? And then they accidentally printed it. Because, you know, you'd have to actually really... They probably had like a real one and a fake one, like yeah. a jokey one. And then he printed by accident the fake jokey one and it just didn't look. You know, because you would have to look. You'd have to read it to see this this note, right? Yeah. And then they just put it up all over the place and they were like, oh... Remember, there was a guy at our company who... So the company we used to work at... We, it was a franchise. So you could send internal office mail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like email? Yeah, email. So that would be, we were all at Anaheim. Right. right.
0: So you could email like distribution lists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty normal. But there was also one that was because in Anaheim was our, our office, even though we weren't in Anaheim, it was weird. Yeah. Then there was all at all, which is right above all Anaheim. Right. I remember he, he sent like a, a jokey picture of a fat woman on a treadmill, like no. naked.
0: No well, maybe, maybe I don't think I was there, there, there. Yet. yeah oh
1: yeah, so he meant to send it to um
0: all at Anaheim, and he, he said all at all,
1: all. Uh... yes, and then another time the same person the same person sent some sort of like he meant to send it to the owner, but instead of saying to the owner he sent this like this very very dirty joke, very dirty joke. To like this distribution group of nuns at Catholic schools. Oh my God! This guy guy was in so much trouble all the time. Yeah, but you know, so the point is, these kind of things can happen. I think this is what it was it was a stupid joke. That I
0: think that's certainly possible. I do feel the graphic designer and me sees this, and the font for this specific area that the Equity Residential is claiming not to be responsible for is not the exact same font, and it's also all bolded. Right. So maybe the person is like trying to they made it all kind of a bold font so that the differences look this uh, look are harder to pinpoint. So I feel like it might be somebody different, but that's my two cents. I don't know. But regardless, I do feel this wasn't like a group of racist people. It was probably one racist person that wanted to be. Funny Or be a jerk or whatever But uh, my initial reaction was like There are black people in Irvine
1: Yeah that's the most shocking part Yeah Basically it targeted one guy Yeah <laughs> The person who
0: tweeted it She goes by African American And uh-huh. her name is Lenubine Le um, On Twitter So uh, she probably lives there Or is there Often enough to see such a
1: thing What's up with you next week? Well, it's Betty Batanz's birthday this week, so we are celebrating that. Cool. I'm also supposed to go to this Tacolandia, this taco festival. I may not go, believe it or not. I may try to sell my ticket. Strangely, you would think I'd be so excited, but I don't know. I'm not feeling it this year. And uh, my friends Michael and Julia are back in town, and I'm going to try and see them this week as well. What do you got going on?
0: Cool. I just have Boston really... Um I'm, like, getting ready to go. I have a ton of stuff to do. Like, the floor of my bedroom is, like, covered in um, – I have these, like, name tag things I'm making. It's just a big deal. And then um, going and being there. When I'm there, my friend Celeste might show up. Um, I have to tell Doesn't her. does live
1: in upstate New York?
0: Yeah. She said it's, like, a five-hour drive, but she would do it. But oh the gosh. problem – I, she, she has a lot of Boston friends um so she thought she could make a weekend out of it but then i offered her my room and now i have to email her and tell her i don't have a room to offer so maybe she won't come i don't know um Mm -hmm. but that's it i get back on tuesday so that's that interesting all right well nice catching up with you joe go to hell mike Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, um, uh,
1: um, um,
0: um, uh, Um, uh, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.